What's up, what's up, Detroit? You are now tuned in to Vibing in the D. I'm your host, Leah, but you can call me Lily. Before we get started, let me let you know where I can be reached. I'm on all social media as Lily's underscore vibe. That's the at sign L-E-L-E-S underscore V-I-B-E. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, and also YouTube. On Facebook, look for Vibin' in the D with Lily. You can't miss it. And please like the page. If you would like to advertise on this podcast for your local business, please send pricing inquiries to lilies.vibe at gmail.com. I'm looking for MUAs, hairstylists, barbers, jewelry designers, clothing designers, and all other local businesses that want their names put out there. Let's get you plugged in. Detroit, Detroit, what's up? This episode is a little shorter than the rest, but it's extra dope. There's a message in it. It's just, it was just straight to the point like, yo, boom. So when I come back, I'm going to be on the phone with my guest, Everett Cassimi. <laughs> I'm so geek. I didn't know he was a singer until last year, like right before his album, right when his album was coming out. And um, I get to talk to him. So stay tuned. That is Everett Casimi. That is 90s R&B. Let's hear this vibe session. I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, yeah, so how much time do you have? Uh, I've got about 30 minutes. Okay, okay. So let me do a little backstory here. The um, I think I, I had no idea that you were a singer. <laughs> like I really didn't. I think Angela Davis posted in her 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 stories on Instagram. Ah, okay. And I was like, "What?" I was like, "He sings too." <laughs> so that day, I think that was your your uh, music release date. Ah, okay. And I went to listen to it, and I was an instant fan of, oh. of the music. I mean, I, you already are a great news anchor, but I was instantly a fan of that CD. Thank you. I appreciate that. Like, I need a, I need a physical copy, seriously. Okay, we'll make it happen. Yeah. You, um, yeah. I, I was just like, man, because it's like the music is, it, it gives you that, it, it gives you that music that we're missing. Okay. All right. Tell me more. Tell me more. You know, more. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> you got the the '90s R&B. You know that just off the rip. That just you know took us back. You know, it took me back. I had fun writing that. I bet. So did you write all the songs? I wrote all of them. 
wrote every last song on there. Wow. So Detroit, we are talking to, we're listening to right now. Introduce yourself to my audience, please. Oh, my name is Evron Kasimi. I'm the morning anchor at WDIV, local four news today, and a recording artist. Yes, indeed. With the new CD out called Music. Yes. Just came out in November of 2018, and it is banging. Thank you. I, I, I love hearing stuff like that from people because I wrote this album for myself and I wanted to get that out, you mm-hmm. know, and to hear that people enjoy listening to it is like, whew, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it's a relief, you yeah. know, I, I, of course I wanted people to listen to it, uh, but to hear that people are listening to it and they actually like it and are playing it over and over again is, is so exciting to me. Yeah, I've played the, uh, you know, because I just have the digital access to it, but yeah. I've played Breaking News so much that it should be skipping. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I saw your video for Breaking News, and uh-huh. that is what, it literally made me laugh so hard. <laughs> it was my wife, and I showed her to a couple of my friends, and I'm like, I don't know who this is, but she is awesome. Right? <laughs> I love that song. It just immediately, like, okay, that's my song. I like the whole album, but I, I love that one. Thank you. I mean, yeah. I, I wrote Breaking News specifically with a certain someone of mine, obviously. Right. And I, I wanted to write a song that encompassed Breaking News, which is what I do on a regular basis. Exactly. From the idea that this person wasn't just a thief for stealing, you know, tangible items but they stole my heart. Exactly. I love it. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm looking at your website and everything, and I'm like, man, it it says six times Emmy nominated for for being a news anchor? Yes, yes, yes. Six times. Uh, I've got the plaques on the wall to prove it. That is wild. Hopefully one day I'll be able to take home that, you know, golden statue. One, One of these days. That would just be the physical version, but you, you're already a winner. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I absolutely love what I do, and um, getting recognized for it is, is like icing on the cake. Heck yeah. So, I'm looking, I don't know, is, is it something that you talk about where you, at one point, um, didn't think you were going to put any music out? Uh, not even just that. I, I was prevented from putting music out. You know, I'll, I'll take you back to when I was in college. Okay. It was not that long ago. Um, <laughs> I was always, I've always sang. I've always, you know, sang music at church. I grew up singing in church at a young age. And mm-hmm. that, as I became a teenager and then entered college, turned into writing and recording my own music. And I released a four-song EP uh, when I was in college. Okay. My career in television news. And I remember I got my first job on television as a reporter. And... You know, the local radio stations found out about my, my four-song EP. Mm-hmm. There's one song on there specifically that they played all day long. I mean, there wasn't a time that I could not get into the car and hear that one song. And they played it all over town. Wow. Um, so it was, it was incredible. It was, it was like a dream come true to be able to do exactly what I love, which is writing stories for television news and being able to write music and record music right and then i had a couple jobs after that as a reporter and i remember um you know in that first job i ended up meeting who would then become my wife and um at a point where we had gotten engaged we were about a month out from getting married and Mm -hmm. i got an offer to become an anchor monday through friday 
which was a big deal, you right, know? Right, right. Um, and so we were living in the city that we were going to be getting married in, and I was like, we got to move. We have to move, even though we are going to be getting married in a month. And everybody thought that we were crazy, but I said, I know that this is exactly where we're supposed to be. So we moved, mm-hmm. packed up everything that we could in one of our cars, sold the other car, and then sold everything else that did not fit in the car. So <laughs> driving from point A to point B to this new city, it was an eight-hour drive. Wow. And I remember hour six, I will never forget this, I got a phone call from my new boss, and he said, well, what's this about an R&B music career? And I said, well, I've always written and recorded music for fun. You know, it's just what I enjoy doing. And um, he says, oh, I don't know if, if we can go through with this. What? Uh, I'm going to have to call you back. I'm going to have to chat with corporate and see, because if we knew that you were an R&B singer, we would never have offered you this anchor role. What? So I'm sitting next to my fiance, and she's uh, wondering what this conversation was about, because, you know, the drive kind of flowed a little bit, and, you know, you could tell by the look on my face yeah, that something wasn't right. Exactly. And about an hour later, so this would be hour seven in the yeah. eight-hour drive, I got a phone call back, and they said, okay, we we talked to corporate, and we're going to go through with the contract, but you can never sing again. What? And I, I should have said no, but I was so excited for this brand-new opportunity. Right. I knew I was going to be getting married in a month. You know, we invited all of our friends and family. I also knew that we had an apartment that we're getting ready to move in that I signed a lease on. Right. Had to be paid. So I accepted the position. It also came with other stipulations where I had to get rid of all the music that I've ever recorded that was on iTunes. iTunes was really big back then. Wow. They wanted me to get rid of my website. And then they specifically told me that I could never sing anywhere again. And if anybody in the newsroom or in the city that I'd be working in asked me if I sang, I was to lie and tell them no. What? And I said, okay. I went along with it. And, you know, I, I work in news. Everybody's nosy. Everybody has questions. And people were able to find the music. They were able to find the stuff that I previously recorded because you can't get rid of everything on the you internet. You can. I mean, sometimes once you put something out there, it's just there. It's out there. And I would say, oh, no, that's not me. I don't sing. And they're like, but it says I broadcast to me. And this is your photo attached with this four-song EP. And I said, I don't know what you're talking about. And... When I tell you, taking something that you have always loved doing. Right. And then being told that you can't do it anymore. But you're still getting to do what you love doing, but just in a different form. But you still can't do the thing that you've been doing since you were a child. I've been singing since I was three years old. And I have the photos and videos to prove it. Wow. It did something to me on an emotional and, and mental level. Right. Where I wasn't myself. And it lasted not just while I worked at that place, but the next place that I went to, the next city. Mm-hmm. Interviewing and auditioning for the position, the boss asked me, what's this about an R&B music career? And I said, I used to sing, I don't anymore, end of story. I had family members that got married that asked me to sing at their weddings, and I told them, nope, I don't sing anymore, I don't do that. Oh my God. And this lasted for years, but in the back of my mind and in my heart, I knew I was wasting time not doing what it was that I, I love to do. And mind you, I was still happy. I, I had a great career. Right. A great career. But there was still just a, a little bit of something that's missing. Exactly. And uh, I remember when I moved to Detroit, um, the same thing. I mean, all the other jobs in between, people would find music and say, is this you? And I would, of course, deny it. And then the same thing when I moved to Detroit. But then at 
some point, I remember praying and I just said, I would love to be able to write music again. I have a lot on my chest, a lot in my heart that I want to be able to get out. Right. And um, it was the turn of the new year, almost the turn of the new year. And I remember getting asked by my job, hey, would you sing at our company Christmas party? And I'm thinking, uh, who, how did they even know I sing at this point? It had been, <laughs> right. It had been years. And uh, I thought it was a setup. And I was going to say no, but then something told me, just do it. You know, like, mm-hmm. this is what you love to do. They're either going to tell you don't do it anymore or it's going to be great and it's going to be very therapeutic for you. And it totally was. Wow. Fast forward to me singing at the fireworks in 2016. Right. Live on television. And then people, when they see me on the streets, they'd ask me, where can they buy my music? And I didn't have any. You know, at that point, I got rid of everything. Now, of course, I have all of my old music stored away somewhere in my home. But I didn't have anything that was available for the public. It had been, I mean, it had been the better part of of a decade. Wow. And uh, so I said, you know what, let me go into the studio. Again, it was the turn of of the new year almost. It was around Christmas time. I recorded a Christmas single Mm -hmm. uh, for one of my friends that was in radio. Okay. And he said, you need to let the radio personalities in Detroit hear this. He was in Atlanta. Right. And I said, well, why? And he's like, because this is really good. So I said, okay. So, you know, I've got a lot of friends in radio, kind of a similar industry. And it got played on every radio station in town. And people were asking me where they could buy it. And I had no idea. I just recorded a song. And next thing you know, I recorded a second one, a third one, fourth one, fifth one. And then people were asking, well, where's your album? When is it coming out? (laughs) Right. And... I've had almost a decade's worth of, of stories to tell about my life, breaking news to the tune of music, to the tune of a, of a song. Right. What am I going to call this album? I said, this is the news of my life, the story of my life. This is news set to music. And that's how the term music, music. came up. So it's about 10 years worth of uh, life's lessons that I learned along the way. And this album really emphasizes that you should never ever let anybody tell you that you can't chase after your dream say it again for the people in the back you can't let anybody do that because you'll spend your time wondering where you're supposed to be in life what you're supposed to be doing and don't get me wrong i loved every single thing that i was doing in television news right there was still that one part of me that i knew i wasn't using to its fullest extent wow if i could tell Everard from nearly 10 years ago what he should be doing is to tell that person no this is what I, I love to do and, and I'm, I'm doing something that I feel that I should be doing right and, um, and now thankfully I'm, I'm at that position well I'm glad you are I'm glad that you were able to overcome that situation I know it, you know, that's a long time to have to deal with that, but, you know, in the end, look at what you have. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that is, Ew. that's insane. <laughs> that I don't know. Wow, that's, that's just, whoo. So, where are you from? Where am I from? Well, I was born in Michigan. I was born on the west side of the state. Okay. And I was raised just outside of Chicago um, throughout my childhood years. For college, I moved to Chicago uh, for four years, lived there, walked pretty much every inch of the city, performing in all different places. Um, and then I began my career in, in television news. It's taken me to six different markets. 
Mm-hmm. One, of course, being Detroit, the sixth and the best one, might I add. That's awesome. Go Detroit. Absolutely. <laughs> that is so amazing. Wow. So I'm, I'm listening to the album and um, the, the, the track called Who Dis? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That is so hype. <laughs> where where did that come from? Well, uh, you know, I've I've always believed that you have to have a good balance of righteousness and ratchetness. Yes. And um, <laughs> oh, I love I've I've been raised on pop and R&B, mm-hmm. and and grew to love hip hop just as much. And um, you know, every morning when I'm heading into uh, local four to get ready for the newscast, I like to listen to really you know aggressive hip-hop music it kind of helps you get ready for the the news war the morning news war that goes on every morning here in the city of detroit and you just put me in in a great mood you know and um there's just something fun you know that i wanted to to share with everybody yeah i this it's a it's a great variety album um i love be mine Thank you. <laughs> when you say, come here, girl. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is um, the original cut of that song, uh-huh. um, I, I always run my songs by my wife and my brother. Mm-hmm. And then if they feel a certain type of way about it, then I run it by my father. Okay. Get a good mix of opinions on the song. And I only ran Be Mine by my wife mm-hmm. and brother, and they both absolutely hated it. Are you serious? They hated it. They were like, "Not <laughs> put that on the album." They, they they disliked it completely. Wow. So I I knew that that song meant a lot to me, and so I remember going back into the studio and I added a couple background vocals um, that you'll hear during the chorus. Right. And on the da 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 da, and I brought it back to them, and I was like, "Okay, now what do you think?" And they both love it. They both really. Love so it. the first time out, it was like a no go. Right, yeah. On <laughs> anyway, it's my album. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I like to run everything by them and make sure that, you know, they co I don't wanna embarrass them, you know what I mean? Exactly. Well, uh, I always run everything by, by those three first. That's awesome. And, yeah, and, and as long as they co sign then then I know, okay, all right, we're good. So in your in your song nineties R and B you named a lot of artists and what what's your well I know this is probably not a, an easy question. Mm-hmm. It's hard to just pick one, but like when when you think of '90s R&B, who's like the maybe the first three artists that come to your mind? Mariah Carey, Usher, and Brian McKnight. Uh, that that came out good. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing about the song. Uh-huh. Oh, the funny thing about it is I'm writing the song and. A couple things. Number one, I'm trying to figure out, okay, well, which 90s R&B artists do I want to honor in this song? Right. Because I, I grew up on 90s R&B music. Right. And so, you know, um, so I'm writing down the different names of artists, and the first thing that happened is I grew up in Chicago. Mm-hmm. R. Kelly reigned supreme. Right, right. Kelly was initially in the song, I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> Before all of the surviving R. Kelly stuff, I really had to kind of take a step back and look at the artists that I chose to acknowledge. Right. And I remember thinking, wow, I live in Detroit, and we 
Aaliyah here. Yes. Kind of had to step back for a minute and reassess all the different artists that I was mentioning. Okay. I chose to put Aaliyah in there because I love Aaliyah as well. Yeah, she was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. So that was that was one thing. And then I'm looking at it, I'm like, man, I, I didn't even mention some of the people that I, I love the most. Like, I didn't mention Usher in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think, like, who, who all is in there. Um, a lot of people that I grew up listening to, Mary J. Blige. Right. You know? And so I said, well, maybe I'll have to do a remix at some point. But um, a friend of mine, uh, her name is Faith Evans, and I, I don't mean to name drop, but <laughs> <laughs> I remember thinking I, love I would it. love to get somebody on the remix to this song. Ooh. And I remember sending her the song, and after I hit send, I was like, oh, shoot. I didn't even include her in the, the list of artists right. from the 90s. But I figured what's better than, than not listing her as one of the artists than to actually have her on the remix. Exactly. I would love for that to happen one day. So Faith, if you're listening, give me a call. You know, we can make it work. But I got my fingers crossed because that, that would just be a banger. It, it really would. I, I would absolutely love it. I would love oh, it. Man, she she's a vocal beast. Yes, she is. Wow. That is, that's funny. That That is so funny. So. And actually, so that song, mm-hmm. um, as I'm recording it, there's a friend of mine. I'm not going to say her name just yet because you probably know her name and, and the whole country, if not the whole world, is going to know her name in a second. Okay. <laughs> Good friend of mine. She's a singer here in from Detroit. Okay. And I kept thinking to myself, I would love to do a duet with her on my album, but I didn't have any songs that I felt were duet friendly just okay. yet. But she kept saying, like, if you ever want to do a duet, if you ever want to do a duet, let me know. Well, as I'm recording 90s R&B, which was like one of the, I want to say one of the last songs I recorded okay. for the album, I said, man, this song really needs a girl's voice, a woman's voice for the, for the kind of like the pre-chorus whoa right. part. Okay. And so I called her up and I said, hey, I would love to get you on this song. It's just a real quick background vocal part. She actually does background vocals. She used to sing backup vocals for Anita Baker. Oh, wow. Currently sings background vocals for Kim. And so she said, absolutely. She lived right around the corner from the studio that I record at. And she came to the studio, did the background vocals. The rest is history. What? She is competing on The Voice right now, and her name is Beth. Oh, my God. Beth Griffith Manley? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes, she's awesome. So she's on that song. Who's singing the, the female part on 90s R&B? If you listen real closely, you can hear uh, the, the female's uh, vocals during the pre-chorus and the chorus. That is so dope yeah yeah wow yeah i when i saw that when i saw that she was on the voice i'm like oh my goodness my city is just kicking butt (laughs) absolutely you know yeah i i just i um i started this podcast because just going back like years and years and years i've always been i've always been a lover of singers like you guys are just amazing to me and it's a lot of it's a lot of people in the city of Detroit that nobody even knows about mm-hmm. and they're amazing they have great vocal ability and just going out to different venues and whatnot I get to see people and 
I just wanted something, you know, some type of platform to give them that support. You know, if they want to even just talk about the things that they're dealing with in the music industry and, you know, share any new music that's coming out or anything of that nature. And that's that's why I created this platform. No, that's, that's absolutely awesome. And one thing, being an artist and being here in the city, I get to meet all different kinds of artists, uh, different genres, different stages in their career. And yes. It's, it's so incredible. Uh, one thing that I can't stress enough is the support from, from listeners. Mm-hmm. If, if you like an artist, you know, buy their music, stream their music repeatedly. Exactly. And save their music to your to your playlist and, and that kind of thing. Uh, it's, it's rewarding in that sense. And they also want to hear from you, too. You know, I love I love getting videos from people. I'll get randomly tagged in videos of people enjoying the album. And mm-hmm. it's crazy because the album's been out since November. But people are, are discovering it even, even now for the right. first time. You know? Right, right. Yeah, I um, I just told somebody about it because you know I was like, oh, I hope this, I hope this goes through, and I'm able to talk to them, you know, <laughs> and um, and they're like, oh, her name is Nikki Geo. She she says she's a super fan of you, well, and hey, and she um, she she was like, I didn't know he had an album, so I you know I sent her the link and everything, and she's like, his album is great, and tell me <laughs> what I said. So it's just like you know, she's a singer around the city and um i just like to give you guys that support because it's it's just it's needed you know it certainly is it certainly is uh being an artist is not easy it puts you in a very vulnerable spot yes for sharing songs that you've written that are about yourself or about somebody else right um, but typically they're most of the time about about you or something that you're going through or something that you know somebody's um, but either way, it puts you in a vulnerable spot. You know, and you face a lot of judgment from from people and right. that kind of thing. But uh, true artists do it for the love, and, and I've always loved writing. That's one thing mm-hmm. uh, that I can always say has been constant since I was a kid. And now being able to do that and, and share that with the city of Detroit, our country, the world is, is so incredible. And then you have your own record label too. Yeah, I started a record label to put out my music and to uh, basically show the world, hey, this is this is what I want to do. This is what I enjoy doing, and you know, I'm, I'm not waiting around for a major record label to sign me. You know, right. I'm it's, it's so many independent artists out here who have their own record label, or you know, they're just doing their own thing independently, and um, it, it's a massive amount. You know. <laughs> And it, it just, I'm always in awe, like, wow, this is just so great, you know, to, to meet these folks and, and to be around it and, and see the talent and the, the, you know, the tenacity that you all have, you know? Yeah. It's just like, wow. So, as far as, uh, so for your record label, is, is your record label open to other other people or is it, is it really just for you to produce your own? You know, I, I would never say never. You know, I'll, I'll have to wait and see what the future holds. Yeah. Right now, I'm working on, on my projects, and I'm enjoying that right now. And it's, it is not easy. Let me just tell you that. I bet. It's a lot. You know, thank goodness I have a great team of people mm-hmm. that are, are working with me on everything from the photographers to the band to the camera crew to the producers to the studio engineers. You know, it's, it's not easy, but um, we definitely have our hands full. Right. Now, and as things progress, you never know. 
So do you have, what do you have coming up next as far as music for you? Well, Are you doing like any, like gonna do any people. visuals? Like, you got anything, any videos coming? Uh, let's just say this. Uh, there is some new music coming. Okay. Sooner than, than you'd expect. Okay, okay. Probably by the time this podcast is available to listen to, for everybody to listen to, uh, there will be some new music available. Wow, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm looking forward to that then. That's an exclusive for your podcast. That's all I'm, I'm allowed to say. That's that's good. That's that's perfect. <laughs> and I will be I will be looking forward to it. And in the meantime, in between time, I will continue listening to music. Absolutely. It's available everywhere. Everywhere you get your music from. iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, everywhere. I've got a bunch of shows coming up, a lot of private events. Oh, yeah? But, you know, you can always go to my website, everycastme.com, and find out where I'll be performing next. Okay. Well, I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to talk to me. Absolutely. And, absolutely. you know, I keep up the great work on, on the news. Keep up the great work with the music. And, you know, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. All right. All right. Okay. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Wow. He's dope. He is dope. He is dope. And I'm going to let you hear how dope he is right now. sweet but good and great I just want to say I appreciate Everard Casimir for sitting in on the phone with me and doing this podcast I really appreciated the message that you get from his his vibe session is amazing and it's inspired me even more and it's like you can't walk around not living your truth because if you do you're lying You know, you are lying, even if it's inadvertently, even if it's because you didn't really want to. Anytime you're not living your truth, you're lying. So the new slogan is, don't lie, be lit, L-Y-T, live your truth. 
In the meantime, in between time, catch me out vibing. Let's rock out with Evrod's new single, I'm Leaving. years of my life, of my life, it's like my contract is up, I put in my time, five years, now I'm living my best life, not that I don't love you, but I love me more, this chapter is over, close the door, this is my resignation letter, Oh, I deserve better, so I, I'm leaving, I'm leaving you, cause I found me somebody who loves me for me, it is what it is, don't try to talk me out of this, cause I'm leaving, don't wanna sugarcoat it, I know it hurts but it's simple, no love lost. But it's time for dismissal Gotta let you go find another role And it's one that I've always wanted So it's time we part ways Find a new way She always had my heart It's not that I don't love you